mighty storm. Amen. God is good. Amen. Hallelujah. I got to untwist. I'm twisted. Thank you, Jesus. God is good. Hallelujah. Come on down, Grace. We're going to be a day where we come in here and all we're going to do is worship and we're going to not stop. It's just going to be like worship service all day. Amen. So be ready. That can happen any day. Okay. So pack a lunch. You know, you might want some bottled water. You might want to pack a lunch and bottled water. Hallelujah. Praise God. We just be led by the Holy Spirit. Amen. That's what we want to be doing is being led by the Holy Spirit. So, Father, in Jesus' name, take my hat off. Lord, and I pray, Father God, for your anointing upon, Lord, your tithes and offerings that you're bringing into this place and upon your people. Lord God, it says that, Lord, as we give to you, that you will give to us, pressed down, overflowing, and without measure, Lord God. And we just give to you cheerfully, Lord God, not begrudgingly, but cheerfully. We're giving into the kingdom where rust and moth will not devour. This is like a, a savings account in heaven, Lord Jesus, that we're building. We're building the kingdom. We're building our, we're building our mansions. We're giving to God, and God is given to us. In Jesus' name, amen? amen? Amen. Amen. I don't know if that's scriptural or not, but I believe it. We're giving to God. God gives to us more than we can imagine. Amen? All right, the title of my sermon is, Are You Ready? Let's get ready to rumble. No, I'm just kidding. Sounded good, though, didn't it? Let's get ready to rumble. I don't know about you, but as a kid, we were growing up. Corey will tell you. We used to watch wrestling all the time. And after it was all done, poor Corey was always the brunt of all of the holes. Broke his collarbone and everything wrestling in our house. Yeah, a couple of them probably. <laughs> yep. Not only that, then we used to play sock football in the bedroom, and I would take him and my brother both on, and I would just carry them both. I would press Corey like with one hand and carry John on the other. We'd just, I'd just carry him. It was brutal. I was brutal on them both. Amen. It was fun, though. We had a lot of, we destroyed that back room. <laughs> we did. Yeah, it was good. God was good. <laughs> yep. The best move I had in wrestling was I, I would press my brothers up over my head, and then I would walk out from underneath them. Just let go. Just let go. I just drop them. <laughs> yeah, they didn't like me for that. That's okay. It was all good. We had a lot of fun growing up as kids. And you know, God wants us to have a lot of fun here on earth. Amen? That's why he says the joy of the Lord is our strength. We need to take joy in the Lord. That's our strength. What is going on here? All right, I'll get there. Are you ready? Is the title of my sermon. Get ready, ready. 
God will pour out His Spirit upon the earth one more time. One more time. <laughs> one more time God is going to shake this earth. Amen? One more time. God will shake the nations. And not just this nation, but the whole world. One more time, God. You know, I believe the world is ripe for the pickings. We've been watching. We've been watching kingdom business this week. We've been soaking ourselves in soaring with eagles with Joshua Salman. We've been soaking ourselves under the anointing of Rodney Howard Brown in kingdom business. And I'm telling you, the devil is running mad out there. There's wars, rumors of wars. There's demonic oppression on people. There's demonic oppression, possession. You know, and what did Jesus tell his disciples? You go. Heal the sick. Return sight to the blind. Cast out the demons. Preach the kingdom of God is coming. That's what he told them. He sent them out in two. And he told them, don't take anything with you because you're not going to need it. Amen? That's our jobs. <clears throat> you know, the, the rulers out there, I wrote down here, and I know I'm going to be all over my notes again. But the rulers over this world, our future, you know, they want total control. You know, we are actually slaves. You know, I've been thinking about this for the last few months. We are slaves to the worlds and the powers and the authorities of this world. They hold us in bondage. And they laugh because they take our money that we freely give them and then they go squander it on foolish things and on things that we don't even agree with. And I guarantee you, if you don't pay them their due, they will come after you. That rhymes. It's true. Even if you own your own house, if you don't pay your taxes, in three years it's no longer yours, they will come and take it from you. They will take it from you. We are slaves to of a global elite that's out there that's trying to control and rule this world. No different than when we were in bondage, the Israelites were in bondage in Egypt. There's no difference. It's just a different, they just worked their posse scheme a different way to make us look like we have freedom when actually we do not have freedom. I'm going to tell you what, there is true freedom in the kingdom of God. Praise God when he comes and sets up his throne on earth and the kingdom of heaven comes down, we are no longer going to be slaves to the rulers of this world. Amen. And we're going to freely come and we're going to lay our gifts down at God's feet. And God will take our gifts and he will sort them out according to his glory. Amen. But are you ready? Because God is going to shake this nation. God is going to shake this world. <clears throat> I believe people are starting to wake up. I believe the church is going and is starting to wake up. Do you know there's a shift that's taking place right now in the natural that you don't probably hear about? Did you know that this week, two days ago, that the core of the earth stopped spinning? Did you hear about that? 
the core of the earth stopped spinning. Not only that, <coughs> but now they say it's spinning backwards. It's going in the opposite direction. So there's things happening on this world and in this life that we're not seeing yet. But I'm going to tell you what. Spiritually, our eyes are going to be, we need to pray that our eyes are open, our ears are open, our minds are covered by the blood of Jesus. And then our hearts will be able to receive all that God has for us by the Holy Spirit. And that we're filled with the Holy Spirit. Because if we don't get filled with the Holy Spirit, then something else is going to come and try to fill you. And it's not going to be of God. And it's not going to be good. There's a shift taking place. And it's happening right now. Do you know that that is prophecy? USA Today said two days ago, Earth's inner core may have stopped. Well, I would think that that would be world news. Do you know that? I would think that, hey, I think that's something we should know about. And it's something that the news should be telling us about. The earth in its core stops spinning. Well, what does that mean? Right? We could be on the verge of catastrophe. We don't even know it. Do you know what it says in the Bible that the Lord's going to come back in a twinkling of an eye? Do you know that it says in your Bible that this earth is going to be changed dramatically? That the whole face of the earth, you read Isaiah chapter 44, the whole face of the earth is going to be changed dramatically. You know, read Revelation. This is prophecy that's being fulfilled. That we are seeing right now. This could be Isaiah chapter 24 verse 20. Where the earth reels like a drunkard. It sways like a, like a, like a hut in the wind it says. Isaiah chapter 24 verse 20. That's the scripture I wanted to put up there. The earth reels like a drunkard. It sways like a hut in the wind. So heavy upon it is the guilt of its rebellion that it falls never to rise again. <clears throat> you don't want to read all of chapter 24. Because it talks about what the earth is going to go through in these end times. It's pretty scary. But are you ready? Are you ready? Do you know one of the big things about being in the military is that they mentally get you prepared. They mentally get you prepared. Ephraim, can you hand me a tissue, please? Thank you there, grandson. Better than wiping it on my fingers. Right? Which I did earlier. But, but the military mentally gets you prepared. Do you know this Bible is out there mentally to get us prepared for what's to come? And not only to get prepared, but to rejoice and to praise God for what's coming. <clears throat> but they would drill, they would put drills out there. They would, they would go put you through stressful things to prepare you and to build you up mentally. Do you know that? And as a leader and as a, and as a pastor of a small little church, I need to prepare you. So that way when the day of chaos comes, you're not going to run crazy. You're going to have a plan. 
You're going to be able to like, all right, we got this. It's under control. Right? What's your information, Effie? What about the core? I know he would know. Yeah, we want everybody to know. Come on up. Come on up. Our grandson here is very wise and smart when it comes to astrology. Here, come here. You whispered in my ear. Come on, whispered in my ear. Here, here. Come here. Happy, come here. All right, well, he will, he's nervous now. So we'll let him, he'll tell us later. We'll share it later. But we have to be mentally prepared for what's coming. All right? Because I'm telling you, God could come back in a twinkling of an eye, it says. That's what the word said. He's going to come back in a twinkling of an eye. The church is going to be raptured out of here. Are you ready for that? Are you prepared for that? We have to prepare for those things. Because there's a shift that's happening in the natural. And in the, at first it happens in the spiritual. Then it happens in the natural. Do you know that in the end days there's going to be a great wealth transfer? Are you prepared for that? There's a transfer of wealth that is, that is from the wicked to the righteous. And did you know not only when the Israelites left Egypt, that they left Egypt wealthy? They left Egypt rich and wealthy because... The Egyptians could not wait to get the Israelites out of their nation because of all the plagues, and especially the last plague, where it killed the firstborn male child of every house. They were like, here, get out of here. Not only get out of here, but take the gold, take their ears. They were taking out their, all their riches and giving it to on the Israelites and telling them to get out. Get out. They wanted them out of their nation because of the great loss and all of the things that they went through. But it says in the word that, you know, even Pharaoh, God hardened Pharaoh's heart. And they went after him because Pharaoh was like, wait a minute. I can hear Pharaoh's advisors. Wait a minute. You just, you just lost millions of slaves that made you wealthy. You need to go get them back here. Don't let them humiliate you and humiliate their little gods. Because they were idol worshipers. And they were oppressing the Israelites. And the Israelites made them rich, made their nation rich. And they went after them. And, and then you know what happened. All of Pharaoh's army got swallowed up in the Red Sea. All of Pharaoh's mighty chariots got swallowed up in the Red Sea. And there's proof of all that happening. Because if you go to a certain area in the Red Sea, they found a whole bunch of chariot wheels that are from the Egyptians from that time. Some of them are inlaid in gold, the wheels that they found in the sea. It's crazy, but it's true. But there's going to be a wealth transfer similar to that to the righteous people of God, to the good people of God, it says. In Proverbs 13, 22, it says, Proverbs 13, 22, it says, A good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children, 
But a sinner's wealth is stored up for the righteous. That means if an ungodly man's wealth is going to be given over to a godly man or a righteous man. It's called the wealth transfer. It's the great wealth transfer. That's where they get that from is Proverbs 13.22. In Ecclesiastes chapter 2, verse 26, it says, For God giveth to a man that is good in his sight wisdom and knowledge and joy, but to the sinner he giveth travail. Do you know it also says in Proverbs that the way of the transgressor is hard. My brother-in-law reminded me of that scripture two weeks ago. When I was calling and asking him for some advice. He told me, he goes, you know, the way of a transgressor is hard. So that's another way of saying the way of a sinner is hard. The way of rebellious people who rebel against God is hard. We can choose whether we're going to have a hard life or we're going to have a good life. Amen? It's that simple. If you choose to keep rebelling against God and you're struggling, and everything's like a battle and a fight and a battle, then you need to check yourself and see, where am I off? Where am I sinning against the Lord? Where is sin in my life that I need to get rid of so I can get right with God, so I can make my path right? We need to get ready for this wealth transfer. The other night they were talking about it. The church isn't ready. What are we going to do with the wealth transfer? So if you get a wealth transfer, what are you going to do with the money? You know, are you going to squander it? And they were talking about, last night, they were talking about billions of dollars. So how are they going to transfer billions of dollars? You just don't, you just can't transfer a billion dollars from one bank account to the other bank account. It just doesn't happen that way, because that's a lot of money. And they're going to ask questions, where did you get that money? Who did that money come from? How'd you get it? And then they'll put a hold on it. And my wife wants to say something. Yeah. So exactly. Yep. No. Yeah. Did you hear that? My wife said they do that now with even five thousand dollars. Banks do. So it used to it used to be ten, but now, but now it's five. They want to know where that money come from. How did you get it? It's crazy, but you know what it is. It's the way of the global elitists wanting to control you. It's all about control. If they can control the masses, if they can control what's coming in and going out, they have control. That's what they want. It's all a power trip. <clears throat> it's all control. And it's all not of God. But one day their riches that they, bound, that they build up for those unrighteous people, those people that are not good, are going to be transferred over somehow into, to the righteous people of God. Psalms 112, 1-3. It says, praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who finds great delight in his commands, which he exerted in Christ. His, uh, his children will be mighty in the land. The generation of the upright will be blessed. 
Did you hear that? <clears throat> Can we read that again from one, to one through three, Joe? Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who finds great delight in his commands. His children will be mighty in the land. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Verse 3. Wealth and riches are in his house, and his righteousness endures forever. Amen. Do you hear that? Amen. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord. You know, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, it says. It's the Lord who holds salvation. He holds life and death in his hands. There's a day where we're going to be judged, all of us, young and old. And we're going to be called up to the white throne of God to be judged, and he's going to separate us, sheep and goats. And he's going to tell us, depart from me, you goats, I never knew you. And he's going to tell the sheep to come on in. We need to be praying and seeking God. With everything we have, it's time. Are you ready? It's time. Are you ready? Are you ready? Yeah. There you go. I got one person ready. Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. There you go. Mom's ready. Do you know, I believe God is Building up his people to get them ready for all these things. It's happening. It's happening. And it's going to happen. It's going to happen fast. There's, there is a speed. I believe God has picked up his pace. We no longer have to walk after him. Now we got to chase after him. <laughs> right? We need to be chasing after God with everything we got. It's true. We need to be seeking God with everything we got. You know, the world is out there telling me, and I heard this the other day from one of our suppliers. He goes, well, we're expecting a 10% decrease in all of our business for this coming year, 2023. I looked at him and I'm like, what? I said, you might be expecting a decrease, but I'm expecting an increase. That's what I said to him. I said, I'm expecting an increase. You can confess that you have a decrease. I'm confessing there's going to be an increase. And I'm not even going to confess what the increase is going to be because I don't want to put limitations on God. I don't want to say I'm going to get a 10% increase when God's like, well, that's what you said. I'll only give you a 10%. Well, I wanted to give you a 50% increase. So I want to be careful what I say. Because the words of my mouth, when they're spoken out, the devil can hear that stuff too. Our words have power. Believe it or not. I'm not going to put a limitation on God. God wants to increase our business. I mean, my wife and I, we were looking at it. And we we're like looking at this coming year, 2023, in this new location that we're at. And we're like, we haven't even experienced a spring yet. That's not even, that's not even, we have not had a, we didn't get into that new location till June. Spring should be our busiest time. And we had an increase last year. That was, that was good. And we've had an increase from that previous year. So it's like, we don't even know what God's going to do, but we know that God, we're going to have an increase. You know, we're going to have an increase. And I'm believing it. And it's going to be 
I'm believing it's going to be off the charts. I'm not going to put a limitation on God. It's going to be above and beyond what we need. Because you know what we're doing? We're living right. We're, we're worshiping God. We're praising God. We're wanting, we love God with all our heart. I love God with all my heart. I do. I know my wife does too. I know my wife's a praying woman. Prays more than me. I know God's been, I've been praying at night. You know, the midnight hour prayers. Working during the day and God can use you wherever you're at. You know, they say a big thing is going to be kingdom business this year. Christian businessmen out there. You know, there's opportunities as a businessman that you have. You know, and I've shared this with Julie. There's been times I've been able to pray and lay hands on people in our business and our customers that wouldn't come to the church. You know, Rodney Howard Brown said the same thing last night. He's got clients now because he owns businesses besides the church. But he's got clients and business that he's been able to minister to and pray with and, and, and share salvation with that he would not be able to do because he said they would never come to his church. So wherever you're at, remember you're a representative of God. You're a child of God. You're an ambassador of the kingdom. And there is no limitations to the kingdom of God. Just remember, God will never fail you. God will never fail a man of faith. Think about that. God will never fail a man of faith. If you're believing God and you're following God and you're doing everything right, <clears throat> even though things might look bad and be tough, but you just keep pressing into the kingdom of God, you keep pressing into God, God will never fail you or forsake you. He will never leave you. He will never abandon you. He will come after you when you cry out for help. He will leave the 99 to get the one. Amen? That's what he says. That's his word. You have to believe. God will never fail me. I'm a man of faith. I'm stepping out. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Hebrews 11, chapter 1. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. That's what faith is. That's why we walk... In faith, and that's why we go from glory to glory to glory, because every day we're walking in faith and we're believing. We're believing on the word of God that there's going to be an increase. There's going to be an increase in our business. There's going to be an increase in our church. There's going to be an increase in our spiritual life with God. We should always be growing. We should never be stagnant. Amen? Yes. We should never be stagnant. No matter how young or old we are, we should be growing in faith. We should be growing in the word and the knowledge of God. And we have to believe. Just believe. Just believe. Rebuke unbelief and believe. Amen? Amen. We have to rebuke unbelief. Because the devil will bring in unbelief. He's like, oh, that's impossible. That's impossible. You can't do that. I might not be able to do it, but God can, right? I might not be able to do things in my own strength, but God can do all things. With God, all things are possible. 
I wrote down here, it's time to get rid of the foolishness. It's time to get rid of the waste of time. It's time to get down into the trenches. Are you ready? Do you know in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 19 through 22, this is what it says. And his incomparable, right? Who's his? God's. Incomparable, great power for us who believe. Think about that for a moment. God's incomparable. That means you can't compare it to anything. God's power is so great that it's incomparable. There is no other God, no other demon, no other, no other power known in this earth that is comparable to God's power. Nothing. Nothing is comparable to God's great power. And then not only is that, but it is for who? For us who believe. It's for us who believe. We have to believe that and get that in our heart. That we have great power that's incomparable that this world can't stop. Right? There is... Power that's in us, that's not of us, it's of God, that is incomparable. And it's great. It's the power to tear down strongholds. It's the power to raise the dead. It's the power to return sight to the blind. It's the power to heal the lepers. It's the power to heal the lame. It's the power of God to set the captives free. We have great power inside us that's incomparable. And it's not of us, it's of God. That power is like the working of His mighty strength. Which He exerted in Christ when He raised Him from the dead. And then He seated Him at His right hand in the heavenly realms. Far above all. Listen. That power is far above, like I said earlier, it's far above all the rule and authority, power, and dominion. And every title that can be given to man. Not only in this present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church. Amen? That's powerful. That's a powerful statement. And we just got to believe it. Because we are all who believe in Christ Jesus, who are born again, who confess that Jesus is Lord, and are saved by His blood, are called sons of God. And if you're a son of God, then God will not withhold anything that He has for you. God is a greater father than any earthly father we've ever had. Think about it. I've had some earthly fathers that are like, no, you can't touch that. No, don't touch that. Don't, you, know, you are not ready for that. 
Many of them. Made my brother laughs. He knows. That's mine. You can't have that. God is not like that. That is something I learned about God when I got saved. When I started believing God is my father. God is my father. When I believe God is my father. And I believed it in my heart. God is my father. He's been with me every step, step and stage of my life. And he's never going to tell you you can't touch that. He never will. He's never going to say to you, no, I don't want you walking in faith too much. You know? No, you might just get a little bold or something like that. No, 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 son. You need to settle down. God's not going to say that. He's going to say, go get them. That's right. Go chase those devils out of that church. <laughs> That's what I tell you. There's more devils in the church than probably outside the church. <laughs> it might be possible. <clears throat> God won't say, no, 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 don't touch that. You can't have that yet. You're not ready for that. No. Every good gift that God has, he's going to give it to you. If you're chasing after God and you're living righteously and you're doing everything in your strength and power and might to follow after his ways and you're, you're you know, you're doing all these things. You're seeking him. You're diligently seeking him. He's not going to tell you no. And you know what? You're not going to tell him no. You're going to tell him, yes, God, I'll do that. Yes, God. Because you know what? It's that father-son-daughter relationship. That all you want to do is please your father. All you want to do is please your father. Amen? Amen. Are you ready? Are you prepared for that, for that incomparable power that's going to be poured out in these last days? We need to get ourselves ready because it's coming. We need to expand Amen. our thinking. We need to expand our hearts. We need to expand our spiritual beings, to receive this. We need to get rid of everything that's not of God so that we can make room for what's coming, so that that can be filled with the Holy Spirit and the unction, so that we can do these things. Because when everything goes south on this earth, when it starts reeling and railing like a drunkard, like a hut in the wind, we need to be prepared mentally. Spiritually, physically, we need to be prepared to be able to handle this and everything that's coming. Isaiah 44, 3 says this. Isaiah chapter 44, verse 3 says, For I will pour out water on the thirsty land. And streams on the dry ground. I will pour out my spirit on your offspring and my blessings on your descendants. Amen. Boy, we need to be praying that every day over our children. That God will pour out his spirit upon our offspring. 
not only upon our offspring, upon the generations that God's allotted us, upon the descendants that are yet to come. But you know what? You have to be thirsty. What did Jesus say? You need to drink from my well, a well of living water, because you will never thirst no more. We need to be thirsty. I don't know about you, I've worked all day before out in the sun, all day, many times. By the end of the day, I'm pretty thirsty. I'm thirsty. We need to be thirsty like that after God. We need to be hungry like that after God, amen? I, I, I preach it to myself. Trust me. Not just preaching to you guys, I'm preaching to myself. I need to be thirstier, thirstier than I've ever been. Because we're living in days that have never been. (laughs) We're living in days that have never been before. We're living in the end days. Time is short. Like Julie said, she saw Jesus come over that hill and she ran down the dike after him, crying out for him, don't leave me. Don't leave us, Lord. We're here. Crying out to you. Get us ready. I'm praying that we're going to be ready. I'm believing God's Spirit's moving and getting us ready. Preparing us. They said that last night. God's God's preparing His church for a pure and spotless bride. It's going to happen. The church hasn't made herself ready yet. But God said, now i got to get her ready. i got to get her ready. Pure and spotless bride is what he's coming for. We got to get prepared. We got to get ready. Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. It says, In the last days, oh, excuse me. Yeah, hold on. Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. He said, When the day of Pentecost came, they were all gathered together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like a blowing of a violent wind came in from heaven and filled the whole house where they were eating and sitting, or sitting. <clears throat> they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire, and it separated, and it came to rest on each one of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues. As the Spirit enabled them. We need to be ready for that. Are you ready? Because it says in the last days, in the same chapter, verse 17 through 21, it says in the last days, God is going to pour out His Spirit, just like He said in Isaiah. I will pour out My Spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Can you imagine coming home one day, and there's Adeline prophesying. In the name of Jesus, I believe that this mountain shall move, and it's going to move, and that you're going to be healed. You know, going to happen. Julie and Grace prophesying, two twins, two daughters of thunder, huh? <laughs> like Zebedee, <laughs> John and James, sons of thunder. We got daughters of thunder, and we all, we'll call Stella lightning. <laughs> lightning and thunder, all three of them out there prophesying. You come pull in someday, Joe, and you're going to be pulling in, and you're going to be out in the yard, and you're just speaking in tongues, prophesying to the wind to stop blowing, to the waves to stop crashing. Oh, Lord, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, huh? 
Ephraim will be on the roof. Speaking in tongues like a wild man with fire on him. Tongues of fire. Those will be the, that's going to be the day. It's going to happen. It says your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. I'm still believing I'm a young man. <laughs> so I'm going to see visions. And you're going to have dreams. <laughs> it says even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy, and I will show wonders in the heavens, right? We're seeing wonders in the heavens. They say that they don't know what can happen with this earth core spinning, that it can change the earth's tilt and everything else, and that we're going to see constellations in the heavens that we've never seen before. They don't know what's going to happen. They say give us like 72 hours to see what kind of results we might have. We could have earthquakes. We could have another Pangea experience where the, where the planet, where the, where the uh, nations all get shifted around in the ocean again. And if that happens, then you need to pray and be on your knees because Lord knows the chaos that will come upon the earth because of that. Because there will be great tsunamis, earthquakes. Famines, things will be changed like we, they've never been changed. All of that is prophesied in your Bible. He said, I will show wonders in heaven above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Are you ready? This is the kind of things that we need to be ready for, mentally ready for, and be prepared. We need to be prepared. You know, I laugh because bunkers aren't going to save people. You know what it says in the Bible, in the book of Revelations about bunkers? It says that people are going to be so scared because of the face of God is going to be out there that they're going to cry out for God to kill them, to crush them, because they cannot take everything that's going on in the earth because of the, what they're seeing in the heavens and what's going on in the earth. And I'm going to tell you what, if everything is all changed around and say, for example, we got lakefront we got oceanfront property up here in Owego, and somebody's in a bunker in the valley. They're going to be flooded out. You know, how are they going to get out of their bunker then when it's under 200 feet of water or more? Right? How about that they think of that? They got a lifeboat in the bunker? I don't know. I don't know, but we need to be prepared. Spiritually, Mentally, because God is moving. He's moving. And we're living in some of the greatest times. We're living in some of the most exciting times of the world. It's almost like living in the days when Jesus was on the earth, when he was born, and everybody flocked to him because of the miracles and wonders that he did. We're living in prophetic times. 
Keep watch as watchmen. Prepare yourself. Prepare your family. Come up with a plan. You know, I'm always try- I've got a family emergency plan on my computer. In case something happens. Something catastrophically happens. That's like, okay, we got a plan. I need to, I need to go back and review because I did it you know, my brother-in-law years ago. <clears throat> but we need to be prepared for anything and everything. Amen? So, Father, I pray that you would get us ready. I pray, Lord God, that we <clears throat> would be seeking after you diligently. It's time to get into the trenches. It's time to dig deep. It's time to get into your word. It's time to get on our faces in prayer, Lord God, and seek your face diligently for direction. It's time to prepare ourselves for what's coming. We got this wealth transfer coming. Help us to prepare for that, Lord God. Help us to be wise. Help us to seek you. Help us to prepare for your increase, for your Holy Spirit. We need to prepare ourselves for your Holy Spirit to fill us like the days in Joel, like the days in Acts, Lord God. We need to prepare us mentally for all of these things that are going to take place and happen upon the earth, Lord God. So that we're not caught off guard, but that we're ready, Lord God. Help the church to be a lifeboat for those that are lost, to share the good news of the gospel, to preach that the kingdom of heaven is coming, because that's what's happening. The kingdom of heaven is coming, and the earth is getting ready for that return of the king. The return of the king. The return of the king. The return of the king. Lord, I thank you and I praise you for this day. Pray your precious blood of Jesus over your people, Lord God, and over your children. Keep us, Lord God. Lord God, help us not to fall into temptation. But Lord God... Help us to follow after you. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.